was a long time ago. And I guess it yeah. was 2014, you know? So yeah. is that still with you or tell me a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, abso absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was still with me. It's a, it's a traumatic event, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I've done a good job of uh, getting over it. I don't have any, uh, initially I had a little PTSD afterwards. Uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't deal with any of that anymore. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, so. Now you related a funny story about how, where Tracy ended up. Why don't you tell us? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was an accident, so we were being tossed around in there. You know, when it's going on, you don't, you know, you're just in the middle of it, but. When the dust settled, uh, I realized Tracy was on top of me, and um, he was kind of hanging from something. He was not on top of me, but he was kind of hanging from something, and um, <laughs> he he was peeing, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, Tracy, man, stop peeing on me." <laughs> now he was. I told I I told him when he woke up uh, from yeah. his coma, you know, uh, I told him I said, "Man, I'm glad you're okay, man, but you know, you was peeing on me." He's like, "Whatever, I know you like it. I know how you get down." I was like, well, just women, not men. Yeah, that's a little gentle. Is that okay? Is that okay for this podcast? Yes, golden it is. showers. You want, yeah, you want women and you want conscious. You want them to be conscious. Yes, 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 yes. Now you did have a broken wrist from that, mm -hmm. and like a bruised up ankle or something. Were you in a lot yeah. of pain when it, you know, like, like th there was a big event, and then you find yourself like, what happened? Did it hurt a lot? Uh, were you able to get out of the vehicle? Um, yeah, no, I wasn't. I was helped out of the vehicle. I wasn't able to get out because uh, I was uh, I was all disorientated and and uh, and, um, and and I was just stuck. One, two, I couldn't move, and I could. I tried to move, but my wrist was. I realized my wrist was broken. But there were people outside trying to help us out, and um, and they did, and I got out, and uh, I realized everyone else was unconscious. And, um, I remember the uh, one of the EMTs telling me that uh, Uncle Jimmy Mack didn't look good. So, uh -huh. um, uh, no, it wasn't EMT. It was was it EMT or, or maybe the driver? Because one of the driver, it was two drivers, and one of the drivers, both of the drivers, was helping, you know, people try to take us out. Uh huh. So you talked about uh, South Carolina. I I know you went to school down there. I guess it was in Spartanburg, and this is when, you know. An amazing thing happened. You were drafted. I mean, fifty-second round, but you were drafted into Major <laughs> League Baseball, right? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played baseball all my life. It was a part of my life growing up. My I come from a baseball family. Uh, my uncle played Major League Baseball, and when I was younger, he coached uh, minor league baseball with the Toronto Blue Jays organization, and they they had a team near where I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. So I would go. To Florence to see minor league games, and then they moved to Myrtle Beach, and I would go to Myrtle Beach to see games, and I, I would play. And uh, my father loved baseball; he always was watching it. So later on, I started, you know, taking taking to it, and um, I really try really hard to be a major league baseball player for a while. You did a you do a very funny routine about that, uh, about like losing your mitt. And it kind of doesn't matter. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh well, that was that part is just a joke. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't lose my mitt. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I make fun of uh, that's me uh, being uh, 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 making fun of myself about you know failure or not getting where I wanted to go. 
So I exaggerated a little bit on my experience when I uh, played uh, in spring training. Baseball, whatever. Next thing you know, you're on Saturday Night Live hanging out. I know. It's crazy. Terrific, you know. And I do want to recognize your uncle, uh, Leroy, I think is his name. Uh, yeah. He's not with us anymore. I know that. It was the accident. But yeah. he did nine seasons as a Major League Baseball player, including the New York Mets. Yeah, yeah. And he played a year in Japan uh, for the uh, Hunshin right. Tigers, I think it was. Right. I read that, too. I didn't understand what that yeah. was. Okay, so that was Japan. That's yeah, great. he played in Japan for a year. So that's your father's uncle. It must be with the last name, of course. Yeah, my father's brother, yeah. Yeah, he must have been proud or jealous. I don't know which. There's a dynamic <laughs> between brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I come from a baseball family. My whole family played baseball. My uncle was the only one that took it seriously, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you have a bunch of stuff out there online, but you've all – let me see. What have we got here? Uh, Not enough. Kill you. <laughs> Gotham Comedy Live, Damon, Native Innocence. But there was a DVD I wanted to plug, and I know you're working on a new one, a comedy special. Um, uh, that was a comedy album, um, Naive Innocence. I, I recorded it in 2017. Okay, gotcha. But some yeah. people are working on a new one now. Yes, yes. Pretty, uh, it's coming along. The COVID, you know, pretty much, you know, when you, you're not getting on stage as much, it's harder to, you know, Create the material and ah, get it, get it, get it like you want to. You know that takes a lot of stage time over. <laughs> a lot of little, you know, spots like doing, you know, like show you saw me at. Just, you know, just crafting an act. You know, right? Experimenting. What, yeah. you, you're working on a title. You got a title. You know what? I don't do. The, I, I do the title after I realize what it looks like. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like after I do, like I perform somewhere and I do an hour, forty-five minutes, and I'll record it and I'll listen to it and I hear what it sounds like. And then that that's how I come up with the title. You know. But I that's how I, that's how I did the last one, you know. So yeah. Like something from the content. Yeah, yeah. Something from the content or or whatever because uh, you know a lot of these jokes, some of them are have nothing to do with each other, but once I have the material together, I like to try to craft it into to something like a through line or, or a theme or, mm-hmm. you know, a narrative. Or something like that, you know. I tried to find it. Matrice taught me how to do that too. Um, to find the commonality in all the jokes that you've written to form a, a bit of a narrative. Gotcha. Yeah, he's he was he's really sharp. I mean, that's something that. Uh, okay, native in, naive innocence. That's the one. Now that's still yes. out there on Apple Music, right? Yeah, it's on all platforms actually. All yeah. Platforms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Check it out. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, naive. So, okay. Naive Innocence, and that's out there on all the other platforms. Now, how can people find you out there? I know Twitter is at Harris Stanton. Instagram is Harris Stanton Comedy. Do you have a website, YouTube channel? How can people find you out there? Follow. No, I don't have a website, but I'll, I'm 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 going to get where I've been saying that for a while, but uh. <laughs> But uh, I have a I'm on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter, and I usually try to put uh, when I'm performing anywhere I try to post I post my performances. So if anyone's interested, they can uh, you know buy a ticket, you know. 
That's right. Hopefully it's Scotty's, right? Next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, Tara Stanton. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do. They must hit play at home at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Harris Stanton, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Brooks film. music. You saw it was a Brooks film production, right? Name me another movie that Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks' uh, production house produced. You know, Vagrant? this is produced by Mel Brooks, and you would think that would be all like comedies. Not at all. No, dude, the movies he produced under Mel is uh, Eraserhead. Mm hmm. Uh, I believe he did Eraserhead. He did, no, he did, a, he did Dune. I think he produced Dune. He produced I only Solar have Baby. Three examples. Um, the Elephant Man, Solar Babies, and The Fly. And I also know he did The Fly 2. Yeah, that's right, The Fly 2. This was all made because of the association with the director. Uh, the director, what did he do? I think that the director was like a special effects person on The Fly and even won an Academy Award, and he knew Mel Brooks. So when they brought this script to him, he knew who to go to. Carl, That's can you tell me what time you have? Sure. Or do you want to start from the beginning? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right now, it's I have a minute and 20, 21. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I have. I don't know what okay, I'm talking great. about. I didn't oh, realize Col Colleen Camp's in this movie. I, I love her. Yeah, Colleen Camp, who's been on our show before. Um, she's really – I don't know. She's herself in this, you know, her stiff yeah. self. Okay, this is Bill Paxton, and he is home shopping. See? Look at these prices. 90 grand for a house. Oh my god, 60 grand, grand for, for a house? house? Yes. I, that's going to set you back. This is 92 and I'm sure it was shot earlier than that. Um it was all shot in Arizona. So these prices um I mean, think about it. They've tripled. Well, you know, you would get a binder and uh you would get yourself a Sharpie and you would look through you put your phone down, you stop scrolling, and right. you look through a bunch you of paper get houses. Paper, right. Pretend magazine from a company, a real estate. No, that's right. I think a realtor would give you that, and they say, do you yeah. have your own Sharp? Sharpie's not provided. You have to bring your own. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to look at a house with Colleen Camp. Oh, great. Well, Colleen Camp, you know, she was like um, – for some reason, she's a big deal. I think she's very stiff, but she was a big deal in Clue uh, in 85 and two police academies. She was in Wayne's World, you know. Yeah. Do you remember her the... role in Wayne's World? She nope. was married to Brian Doyle Murray, the arcade magnet who was uh, sponsoring the show. And oh. all the crew would hit on her and she would get all flattered. <laughs> I didn't I just... realize she was married to an executive at Paramount Studios. What's plaguing me is that uh, she was in a recent movie I just saw, uh -huh. and it's killing me. I can't – like, I can place the scene, and I can't remember the movie. I just American Hustle? Movie. But that was 2013, though. It could be like See How They Run or Black Onion, one of those type of movies that are streaming. Right. 
And like well, she started off in the Planet of the Apes. It was the Battle for the Planet of the Apes in 1973, and she, I, yeah, she's still current right now today. Yeah. Well, wasn't Stripes a big movie of hers? No, Meatballs. Meatballs or Meatballs? She was in a Bill Murray movie. Uh, let's see. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Election, wow. American Hustle, Apocalypse Now, Gumball Rally, Police Academy Four, My Blue Heaven, Last Action Hero. Last uh, Action Hero. That was probably a cameo. That Apocalypse Now role was like she was super young in that. Yeah, she was probably like she was a playboy playmate. She was, you know, the scene in which the guy's taken off in the chopper and he's hanging on and falls. It's 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 the USO. Yeah. Okay. Now she's going. This house, it screams to me. It screams potential. She's trying to sell it, but she's going to like turn into unrealistically super horny all of a sudden. Is this because he is being plagued by everybody, like an after hours? Um, well, our film is just kicking off. So right now he's like a middle management kind of – working for middle management kind of guy in a corporate world who's about to invest in a home. And uh, that's where we're at. He's going to be like, this house doesn't call to me. And then she, I don't think it's motivation to sell the house, but she starts to – Oh, you think like she was trying to seduce him to order to buy the house? Well, I thought that first watching, you know, but maybe I'll turn up the sound at that point and you can see it's a little unrealistic the way she wants to sleep with him. So he's walking around and discovering stuff he doesn't like, like there's a drip and something's gross here, you know. Yeah, the toilet looks gross. <laughs> yeah. Look, Take a leak. This is a book that was left behind, and we'll see it much, much later in the film. It just lets him know a vagrant was in my house. Oh, I got it. so he's gonna still get the house then. Well, yeah, like she starts to sleep with him, and he's like very resistant. He's like, I have a girlfriend, and then he goes to stop her. He goes, Okay, I'll buy it. Well, you're very, you're quick-minded, Mister Krakowski. Okay, that's, that's so funny because I think I watched 100 pornos that day. Yeah. All right, here, let's. There we go. Lucky guy. So that's what's going to go on in this unrealistically super wants to sleep with. Carl, I remember what movie I saw Colleen Camp in this year, Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam. Yes. That's which, um, that movie that takes place in Holland, and uh, that Colleen Camp is in it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that you pretty much sum up the film. <laughs> so now he's like, I'll take it. And she's like, goodness, you are quick to decide. You're a very decisive man, Mr. Krakowski. <laughs> what do you mean by quick? <laughs> yeah. Now, Krakowski, like crack house. You hear it? Crack house? Crack house? Crack house? Oh. Crack house? <laughs> crack house. Okay, so this is – he's uh, balding. This is moving in. Da, da, da. Sorry. Uh, moving in. Da, da. Oh, go ahead, girl. Um, I'm moving – what's that song? I'm moving I'm moving out. out. Billy Joel? I'm moving in. Da, da, da. You should never argue with. Fuck that! 
I'm moving in. Too bad, Ma. He's moving in. Yep, my bike is staying in the driveway. Yes, Dad. Too bad. I don't care if it's an eyesore. I'm moving in. Could you keep it down, Dad? I'd rock. This is the vagrant, huh? Yeah, and look, just casually walking through like a crazy bum kind of person, and Krakowski's like, what the fuck? But he's fearful, you know? So he doesn't approach him. It's his first experience. Kitchen needs to be more yellow, I think. (laughs) We do need a Spiegelman's cut. There, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would stain everything and not clean up. Now, the guy who wrote this really wrote it off an experience with a vagrant. Of course, it was nothing like that. But um, but it gave him the idea. Yeah. A h- actual homeless person who lived in a vacant field across from the guest house Jeffries was residing in in Studio City, California at the time. Now, this guy, he didn't really write much, but I don't know. Was in a collaboration with some. I, I've never heard of these films. Scarecrows, Cold nope. Creek Manor, um, a Chevy Chase film. Man of the House is like helped write the story credit. Yeah, I think I know that one. I know two movies called Man of the House. I think the other one is with Tommy Lee Jones. I have to check. Have you ever seen a movie Jimmy called Olsen. Lady in the Van? Yeah, that was a good film. Jimmy Olsen on deck. That's Jimmy Olsen. Oh, gee, yeah. we is Kent. Yeah, it's Kent. It, it's Mark McClure, and he's been in a million things. It's not fair for me to say uh, he's Jimmy Olsen, but come on, dude, be honest. There oh, he goes, it's Jimmy Olsen. Now, these guys must be really good friends for him to wear those sandals in that house. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's that, like, movie, you know, everyone's got that group of friends. Well, with him, it's just one. This is like paranoia over the vagrant. Like, what was that you heard? It was a, oh no, could it be just a loud squirrel? And he goes, yeah, it could be a loud squirrel. He goes, beside with this deadbolt. So Jimmy Olsen's like, do you want me to spend the night? And Krakowski's like, no, no, no. Next thing you know, Jimmy Olsen's spending the night. the night. Yeah, I read that in the Daily Planet, page six. I newsflash. Who's that sleeping with uh, Jimmy? This is Jimmy Olsen. Please buy Jimmy Olsen. Now, when we talked about seeing this film, you said, oh, this is basically Home Alone, isn't it? And I was like, no, it isn't, because I had seen it. But I know what you're talking about now, because the movie poster bites off of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. Well, he has his hands to his face like he's a young Macaulay Culkin. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can tell this flick came out right after Home Alone, right around the time of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, with Donald fucking Trump. Bill Paxton's pose is reminiscent of a certain blonde kid that was left home alone. And the tagline was, he's not home alone. So that <laughs> kind of, so that's kind of a giveaway. So in 1992, you're at Blockbuster, or you're at Video Smith or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's that copy of Home Alone you want to rent, and next to it is The Vagrant. Right. Yeah. Hook, hook. That's like a Roger Corman kind of trick. Right, the ripoff. But just the movie poster, I guess, and the promotion is ripping it off. It's not. Yeah, not the film, not at all. Uh, this film was 
it took 10 years to make us because the writer got distracted. I don't know if this is an interesting story unless you know these guys personally. Richard Jeffries wrote the script about a decade before the film's eventual production. He shelved the idea in favor of other projects. At one point, William Wesley showed interest in a script, which led to them collaborating on Scarecrows after unearthing the script performing some minor rewrites. Chris Wallace, that's our director, joined the project, and as director, he brought it to Mel Brooks, who he had done The Fly 2 with. Oh, wow. And this director is not really a director. Go ahead. I was going to say, wasn't Paxton in Fly 2? Or is my brain deceives me? Oh, I'll find that out. Good question. Which I always say when I don't know the answer. Oh, I'll look it up. How do you spell IMDB? I am huh? DB, like database. Ah. Okay. Let me try this thing out. Oh, they have a phone app, too. <laughs> okay, now there's our vagrant, and for the first time, he's locking eyes with him, and Bill Paxton is scared. Now, Bill Paxton, I remember, you know, he did a little, he was in Stripes for a few seconds, yeah. but Terminator, that was the one, in my opinion, brought him to the public eye. He was, was the, the punk, yeah, well, he, and then Cameron put him in all, basically all his films. And Weird Science as the brother. Next thing yeah, you know, he's classic. a megastar. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the – trying to think of a – he got sick, I think. Uh, I'm going to look up him on yeah, IMDb. Bill died? Pullman. He Enter. had a – no, Bill Paxton. He had it. He had a – he had heart surgery. It was an intentional thing. But there were complications afterwards, and, and he died. It's too bad. He was only 61. Wow. He came to Hollywood and he like went to the like Roger Corman lot and joined it as some low level nothing. Next thing you know, Qu Corman's putting him in stuff. We saw him in Brain Dead. Right, sure. That and that actually had Bill Pullman as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Trespass. I remember. I don't know if you were so dark backwards. Or that, uh, directed by yeah. the guy who did Never on Tuesday. He's in that. He's kind of crazy in that movie. False move. Ninety two. Why up? Wyatt Earp's naive young brother in Tombstone, 93. One of three astronauts in Apollo 11, was that right? He, Apollo 13? He sure. Was in Apollo I, 13? I haven't had a chance to see that movie. You haven't seen Apollo 13? Well, let me ruin it for you. They don't get back. They die before they God come back. It. Yeah, they run out of oxygen. It's so simple. I watched the first 12 Apollo movies only for you to ruin it. I blame Kevin Bacon. He didn't click the toggle switch. Listen, man, I watched Apollo Apollo 2, Apollo 3, Apollo 4, Apollo oh, 5. God. I was really looking forward to sit down for Apollo, Apollo 6, the sequel. Apollo yeah. 7, the trilogy continues. The trilogy, yeah. The okay. new trilogy. See this lady here. She's sure. going to buy it. She's going to die. You see, he goes to the conference. He's like, there's a vagrant. They come. They say, you goes, well, he was pissing in the bushes. They're like, pissing in the bushes? That we could make stick. So they go to the neighbor. Oh. There we go. Cops on patrol. I heard vag I heard vagrant. You heard bacon? Bacon. Now, I remember the one time you let me be a vagrant in your backyard for that night I slept over, but you were like, no hobo. That's you right. No hobo. But We're no best friends, hobo. Carl, but no hobo. <laughs> now, look, he's sad. The oh. is sad. 
he's going to come back. Fortunately, he's hiding behind a tree. The Vagrant is Marshall Bell. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He was in Stand By Me, Twins, Total Recall, Starship Troopers. He's, he's for real. Okay, now here's a character actor. You've seen him in a million things. Do you recognize him? Stuart Hankin is his name. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. He's a isn't he a Broadway actor? Um, no, I think it's no, Bobby. I don't think so. I think it's Manny Padekin. Uh, Hollywood Nights, uh, Fatal Attraction. He's like a character actor. Arachnophobia, Mannequin Two. Wait, wait, did he play the spider in that? Did he was he the mannequin as well too? <laughs> he played the arachnid in Arachnophobia. Yeah. and he was I was scared. spider number seven. Got my sad card. He was a self-hating spider. Um, right. He was yeah, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. You've just seen him in a million things. Have you seen Honey, I, Should I Watch Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves? I don't think I saw it. <laughs> I never saw the Honey, I the Kids. <laughs> you never saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No, I never saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Well, you should see it. I wouldn't say stop what you're doing right now and go see it, but... No, no, I'm, I'm in vagrant country right now. There's this real funny scene in which this ant dies, right? Now, he's he's as large as life. You know, they're little, they're miniature, and they're, right. he, the ant was his friend, right? Throughout the film, when the ant dies, it's kind of a sad scene. Or so they hoped, right? The audience I was watching it in, in Montclair, in the Claridge Theater. Oh, yeah, of course. Higher audience laughed their asses off when they were mourning the ant. <laughs> was it a matinee show with the kids or was it the adults? No, it was. It, yeah, it was night. It was adults. Or I, I don't know what it was, but it was the the night show. Love it. I know because it was dark in there. Okay, so this is boring. A girlfriend's coming. That's all, and it's sort of like, dare I say the L word? It's like a very stiff. They don't know each other too well, girlfriend. Up, oh, what's that? What's that? Is that a vagrant? You vagrant. <laughs> That's what, that was the French release was titled Vagrant. Is Colleen Camp ever going to show up in this movie again? Yeah, yeah, she will. Okay. So, yes, I don't know. Not much else interesting about Bill Paxton except his ambition to get with Roger Corman, and he became a star. I mean, he he did music. I wasn't very impressed. It was a band yeah. called Bikini Ranch. Um, he he's more like he's in so many classic movies. Like he just yeah. nails it, and it's a different variety of stuff, you know. So, I mean, The what Dark Backwards. He was crazy in that movie. Which one? The Dark Backwards with uh, Judd Nelson. Yeah, I said I, I said I saw that, but I think I just was confusing that with that place in Stranger Things. Uh, maybe I haven't seen that. Hey, you look, you see, got hey, whoa! And look, you don't that's think this, representing that's, blood, even though it's not blood. This is slapstick, a la Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a la Buster Keaton. No, this is not slapstick, a la Home Alone. Yeah, oh. he's like a wet bandit. No, he didn't get, fall for a trap. He had a clumsy accident. He's Buster Keaton. Okay, so this is like the movie Mousetrap, where like everything's a Rube Goldberg uh, con has no! Rube Goldbergian consequences. No, he flips over the table. Okay, is this interesting? Okay, 
I, I think this is a crazy person, but he learned to speak German to prepare for his role in Pat Benatar's music video, what? Shadows of the Night. Wait a minute. He learned a foreign language to be for in three and a half minutes? He doesn't, does he speak German in the music? When, when do they talk in Pat Benatar movies? <laughs> this it's a music one, video. You don't talk. I mean, unless you're like... Uh, look, usually order a nugget that. like that would be like 10 pages into Google. But on his IMDb trivia, that's listed. I don't know what it means. He, so the trivia is... Oh, here's another trivia fact. I learned German to be in a <laughs> Pat Benatar music video. Right. Does Impressive. he speak... It's a music video. If they do talking, like uh, the Daft Punk music video where the guy talks over, it's not going to be, I don't know, how much German do you need to know? You're an actor. You could just recite it. Of course. Look at Jimmy Olsen. He's like, hey, I know you. I sued you for 60 grand for fucking up my roof. He goes, ah, you know, I got one of those faces. <laughs> the movie's well directed, I think. I mean, everything's kind of composed nicely and a lot of symmetry. They're always in the, you know. See, the thing is, you're right, but it's weird. This guy's not a director. He's only directed three things, and one was a TV show. This guy was like a special effects guy, and he was he won an Academy Award, like I said. They let him direct The Fly 2. That was his debut. Oh, that's what I was going to look up. I wanted to see who started in The Fly 2. Okay, he did um, makeup artist special effects. He's well known for his creation of the Gremlins. Yeah. Did he make uh, Stripe or the other one? What's the other one? Googly Eye? Howie? Howie Mandel? He's partially responsible for the the famous sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark where the Nazis fell. That wasn't that famous. Was he the guy who came up with the uh, pushing uh, box down a uh, warehouse? That was really – I don't know how they did that. Those were his special effects on Gremlin. Oh, he so he's got a fence, and he's got himself oh, some... yes. The vagrant has scared him, and he has invested in security. Vagrant's not coming in. So this is not going to be... This is like Brendan Fraser. You remember Naked Lunch, William S. Burroughs' film? I saw it. Those weirdo faces? He did that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a really weird movie. So yeah, for sure. So that makes him a director? It's Here's really... Wilson. She's in from Boston. This is all Phoenix, Arizona, by the way. All Phoenix, Arizona. So they must have—they must have got a real house, obviously, or they must have built one. Or something. Oh yeah, you know, I grew up in uh, Phoenix, and I know that this is Forty West Cambridge Avenue. Oh, as a native uh, Phoenix, we say Phoenixian in in back in back in AZ. That's what we call it. We say Phoenixian. Do you remember your your Phoenix high school uh, high school cheer? Ah, I'm on fire! <laughs> I'm a bird uh, caught on fire. Help me! Why am I on fire? I come for the ashes. I'm going back into the ashes. I'm on fire! God damn it! That was the name of our high school literary magazine, Monkler High. I was the editor for the Phoenix. <laughs> uh, no, that was rising from the ashes. Uh, this shit is ashes. Okay, so now the girlfriend's here, and she's like, oh, you're waiting for me to help you decorate. And he's like, I'm a little fucking poor right now. And she goes, you have a credit card, don't you? She's like, okay. Yeah, I see where that's heading. So now there's a project. 
seems like everyone's in the center. All the action is always in the middle, and then you got left and right, uh-huh. you know, a uh, stereo to look at and a lamp to look at. The guy's directing. It's a well-shot piece, and even this shot and everything. But our print is pretty bad, right? Oh, my God. Especially blown up on my television set. <laughs> it's all it's, blotchy. It, yeah, it's blotchy, like Vaseline and crap. This was shot in 45 days. Not impressive. Now, something weird happened that I don't understand because I didn't research it. This film, it cost them $9.5 million, and they made a net profit of $5,900. Say that again, please, because our audience didn't hear this. Yes. They, gro- they released in only eight theaters. Their opening <laughs> weekend was $4,300, and they – Worldwide, which meant U.S. and Canada, $5,900 box office. Why? Now, honestly, have you ever seen a video box for this movie? I can't – I never heard of it. I heard about this only on a on Facebook the page. Only Was on, it? Only on the internet for research. Yeah. And it's Home uh, Alone, too. I like – I'm on a bunch of bad movie uh, Facebook posts, and someone a couple months ago mentioned this movie. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, never, I never even heard of it. The thing is, just dreams of the vagrant. So you're starting to realize, like, this is all in his head. You know, no. like, nobody else has ever actually seen the vagrant. Didn't the neighbor complain about the vagrant? Nope. They went over to say, did you see this vagrant pissing in the bushes? And she's like, I haven't seen a vagrant. Who, who did they put in the cop car? What's that? Who did, who did they put in the cop car? The vagrant. All a dream. I don't know how to explain it, Mike. I'm telling you, the the director of this film or the writer, whatever it is, is leading us in the direction where it's all in his head. Nobody else has ever seen The Vagrant. I I know that they have, but, like, he fantasizes about him. He sees visions. Later on, he'll see, like, Colin Camp appear out of nowhere. The Vagrant didn't do that. He'll see the neighbor who died appear out of nowhere. The Vagrant didn't do that. Wow. Well, there's a little shirtless Bill Paxton from the 90s. <laughs> Making Look love at that computer. This is, Hi, I I'm have this program. Jackson. You've seen me on Seinfeld. Oh, right. I've seen him on Monopoly. The boss is now lying. Like, um, like, Krakowski's Lithuanian, too. You know, a guy he's trying to sign yeah. the deal with. Oh! So now he'll say... Czechoslovakian. Now he'll say a phrase in Czechoslovakian like I forget what it what the joke was. Um like well, we'll see it in a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it up. Okay. Thank you, sir. Oh, that's some odd. Right, right. Czechoslovakia. Yes. <laughs> so he did it. How? Yeah. How? How did he do it? He goes, what did he say? Wow. Everyone's impressed. Let's see what he says. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. It's really <laughs> weird. It's inexplicable how he knew Chuck, but this is a comedy. Well, well you know, sometimes, sometimes the wash your hands, please wash your hands are in different languages. You know, right. America. Oh, so that's maybe how he knew it from a sign? Yes, because he saw, like, you know, wash your hands yeah. in English and in Spanish. Yeah, in Lodi, New Jersey, I went to a gas station. It was in English, Spanish, and Czechless. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And you recognized all three. Now look, here is balloons and a heart-shaped box to celebrate his promotion. But the neighbor's dead. Oh. Neighbor's always, like, killing my party. That's the old lady. Yeah. Is he going to be a suspect in this movie? Oh, yeah. With the vagrant is like only in his head. According the to people, is in real life, but throughout a large chunk of this film, and I'll just point out as it happens, it's in his head. He's going crazy. He drives better than I do. Whoa, good pratfall, dude. That was a jack yeah. flipper. Look, it's the real life vagrant. So he does have a problem. The guy's here. Yeah. Mm hmm. He's going to go upstairs and go to – I'll show you when the vagrant's fake. Most of the time, he's lots – it's half and half. He's going to go upstairs to call uh, to his girlfriend and be like, there's a – he's like, that's a nice homeless man I let in to have a sandwich. He goes, are you crazy? I spent all this money on security. <laughs> oh, no. Who's in the shower? Well, it's her, he finds out. Oh. Damn, blurry. Excuse me, Graham. Jesus, Graham. You know what's depressing? This is the 4K cut of this movie. <laughs> That's the best shower scene you're going to see. This is the best uh, 1992 is going to give you. Now, 1992 for us, that's like yesterday when it comes to the movie selection. Yeah, I really think so. Definitely for you. I mean, like for years, you were all over the 60s. Right, you know. Right, yeah, I could get that. Yeah, and also you were always about those '80s films, the the B film, you know, like like four of them would release, so we'd see the fourth. What am I trying to say? Private School, and I forget yeah. the examples, but we we watched the trilogy of them. I think. Uh, well, you guys could check it out, of course, on MutinyRadio.fm on our archive page, and. Uh, just pick an episode and listen. Yeah. Yeah, see if it's 60s or 80s. Yeah, just pick a date as if you have any context. You don't know what the fuck you're getting. Yeah. Our, our, like all mini radio shows, we're listed by the day of broadcast. Go to YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Go to the YouTube channel. Okay, here comes Michael Ironside. He's the Whoa. detective looking up, the investigating the murder across the street. His name is Lieutenant Ralph Barfus. Michael Ironside, speaking of like movies from different decades, as he grows older, he's just cooler and cooler. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, true, yeah. We saw him, but we never did, in Highballing. Hi oh, the trucker movie. Highballing was an early role for him, but I swear to God, I saw that movie four times. I never saw him. Right. What was the TV show, Ironside? That was... Raymond Burr in a wheelchair. I think he was a police detective. And the BC Boy line was walking around town like a Raymond Burr. 
<laughs> was it? Because you're yeah. not walking if you're a Raymond Burr. He's Raymond Burr, not the Ironside. Right. He could have been Perry Mason walking around. Yeah, probably Perry Mason. You're right. Look at him. He looks good. He's young okay. here. Right. He is young here. Well, um, okay. So let's see. Where is he? Michael Ironside. Come on now. Come on Come now. On. We know Michael Ironside. I just saw him in like the. Here he is. Scanners, right? Top yeah. Gun, Starship Troopers, Total Recall. Total Recall with the Vagrant guy. Right, of course. Was he in Robocop? No. That's no, I'm thinking Kurt... right up his alley, but I don't think he was. No, That's I'm thinking of Kurt Smith. I get him and that that 70s guy uh, mixed up. He, you know the father on the red on that 70s show? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was in uh, the... Terminal, term, um, the Mars movie with uh, Schwarzenegger. He was really good. Totally. Wait a minute. So this is great. These are all character actors, including Bill Paxton. The people I get mixed up for other people. We get mixed up for other people. Is that Wait, Bill Pullman? Right. It was that... Robocop he was in, and he was excellent in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so Michael you... Ironside and Haywood Smith, if I, or whatever his name is, I do get mixed up just mixed as much as I got Bill Pullman Paxton and Bill Paxton. Pullman. Now, what's happening now is the girlfriend is sort of like on the side of the cop, like you're overreacting about the vagrant, you're, you know, you're accusing him of killing the woman across the street and you have no evidence, this kind of thing. Does he? So, yeah. Now, the girlfriend is very disappointed in Bill Paxton. Just paraded in, interrupted her shower. Criticized her good work of charity. You know, he's like on the outs with her now. Oh, I love when the news, local news, shows uh, people <laughs> dead bodies being put in the morgue. Right. Did yeah. you see the cop eating? Yeah. Now, this is because of the movie. They showed, yeah. the, they showed the body with the feet. Throughout this whole movie, you'll always see the feet of the dead person and exposed to the open air. And then the cop, the African-American cop, was like, um, 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 eat the sandwich. It was so funny. Sure. But I like that it's like he saw it on the news. Like they broadcast that. Yes. As news. It's news. Someone got murdered. I wish there was a streaming news channel of all fictitious news. Like every time someone comes in and turns on the news and they hear about their – in other news, a local robbery has gone awry. All the movies? Yeah. Like, that would be pretty cool. Coming up next, you know, asteroid hits the Earth. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Because they always, Hopefully. like, turn on the news. That's I complain exactly about this. Exactly their story. Click, it's on. Yeah. They turn it off before it's over. Now, we're in the 21st century where people don't really turn on the news. I mean, it's on streaming site, live sites. You could, right. You know, you could get it on a digital antenna. But no one, like, so in 2020, they'll turn on the TV. You don't turn on the TV in 2020, no. or they'll be looking at a TV no, broadcast on a laptop. Hold on, hold on. He's now having a dream in which his girlfriend is getting fucked by the vagrant. See? Because he let her in. Now, so the film is getting him obsessed. Turn the sound on. Oh, too late. That was his dream? That was his dream. He wakes up, and there's no girlfriend beside him going on 
he needs to see a therapist or absolutely or meet meet friends of uh, look somebody clipped his glasses nice well look this is pretty funny she's saying like i'm behind you a hundred percent i think you're a terrific person you're gonna be do great and with the right kind of support and understanding you're really gonna pull yourself together then the taxi drives her away. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's like every 70s movie. Then she left me. Right. Good luck. Oh, there she's in the cabin. So great. This guy's a great director. I guess, yes, but he never did it again. I don't he know. He went from a close-up that you don't recognize because he's in the backseat, right? And it's on a crane. He pulls out. He's like going up like the whole street you see now as the car goes away. It's a great that shot. Definitely a crane shot. Maybe there's like a it's a little stiff the movie. So now the Okay. Remember you saw the vagrant in real life and other people witnessed him too. There's no way he's fake. Right, of course. Okay. In this scene, he's thinking that he is fake and he's really the vagrant. And he's going crazy. He killed the woman. It's me. That bum with the screen. I project my own unacceptable desires. He's thinking that he killed that woman. You... This is a really awkward timber, uh, Tinder date, a grinder date. This is what's up. I'm going to get going. Oh, that tree's – look at this. It's centered. The tree's centered. God, this guy's a really – Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The tree's centered. Maybe it's a little uh, – American Psycho. <laughs> now, I think Jimmy Olsen's taking this very well. Jimmy Olsen's grown up in like there any fancy restaurants. Yeah, that's right. He's not a mean, a whiz kid anymore. Okay, he's not a crackerjack. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's going on? Um, what I was trying to tell you in the film, what's going on here is he's starting to think he's crazy, and he's you saw the vagrant in real life, but yet there is this whole narrative side in which he is a crazy person and he's doing the killings but he never does you mean like the audience as an audience member i've seen like it interact with the real life. it isn't like fight club right it isn't like fight club but throughout fight club you didn't get it until very deep in the film right so if you haven't seen fight club fuck you <laughs> listen if you haven't seen fight club don't you know the first rule the second rule if you don't talk, like I, I, I remember on uh, September twelfth, two thousand and eleven, I was at a video store. And this guy was renting, uh, uh, Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club. And it's like, you want to watch that? Like, you know, he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I didn't ask him, but no. But the thing is, you don't talk about Fight Club. So listen, right. if you want to see that film, go ahead and stream. You know, I don't want to say anything about the rules, but the first rule. Fight Club. Have you have you read the comic book sequel? 
the author uh, no, wrote a Mike, sequel. It's Mike, don't talk about Fight Club. Gotcha, gotcha. So this guy wrote this book called Fight Club, and it was about mm-hmm. this Fight Club where you don't talk about Fight Club. And people were like, this Fight Club would make a great Fight Club movie. We should call it Fight Club. You know, what's funny is on my bookcase right now is Fight Club, and if it was close enough, I would go, and just pull it out, <laughs> blow you oh. away. Aren't you a little nervous he's watching that movie? Taking notes? Okay, so now he wakes up like his alarm didn't go off. And it's one of those like, oh shit, I'm late for work. You know, I'm going to get fired kind of moments. Yeah, he just got a promotion. So he's going to try to get his way to the office, but everything will distract him and stop him from getting there. Like the vagrant. Why is he crashing at... SpongeBob SquarePants is house. <laughs> is that where he is? Yeah, well, he's under the sea. Smells pineapple. Something. something smells bad. Smells like a pineapple under the sea. Oh, go in the basement. Good, good one. Well, he's the, he's the home. He's the basement homeowner. He owns the basement. Do that. You put you tie the door to the wall to make sure no one closes it. Now, I got a little Mel Brooks quote here that comes out of the music the guy who did the music. Christopher Young did the music. He's getting an interview for a book called Bored to Death, which is funny. And, okay, talking about this film, it's not quite like anything else I'd, else and certainly nothing I had done before. There have been moments in some scores that I've... Blah, 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 blah. Later, he mentions the inputs of the producer, Mel Brooks. I think one of my best compliments I ever got was from Mel Brooks himself, who said, before your music was added to the movie, I wasn't exactly sure what kind of movie it was, but the music helped define the film. Oh, that's good. Well, we're not listening to the music. Here, I'll, uh... Oh. Well, let's no, turn on the music. No, no. There we go. Yeah. Pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, I mean, that, I like the theme song. It's, it's a little... Jangly. You think it's a little annoying? Here. Turn off. I'll put on my audio. It goes. <laughs> it sounds like um, uh, breathing, like a guy right. who's scared. That's that's good about. <laughs> I guess, but it's more than ten seconds of it. I'll put yeah. on the audio. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? I'm gonna bury her anyways. Bury, bury that, that girl. Bury. Okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia list look, of Mel wait, Brooks. Wait, look, uh, it's the fingers. The it's lady fingers. Crossed. They're cookies. Yes. They're lady finger cookies. Now look, the vagrant was down there. But he's uh is he real? I don't know, Mike. Is this like, a dream? Well, there's something that's gonna make him very real right now. He leaves, but then he comes back and like gives him a raspberry. Here, I'll turn up the sound. So, like, yeah, that's that a real-world thing. Okay, you know what? What was the last Brooks film movie? What year did it come out? I don't know. Last year, Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank, which oh, was yeah. a animated film that had Mel Brooks do a voice. Pretty interesting, I guess. I guess, yeah. Because he produced his own films, but he did, like, uh, Solar Babies. How old is he? He's in his 90s. Right. Okay, 
So now he calls the cops because he found the lady's fingers and the vagrant was in the office. And they're saying stuff like they're doubting him. They're like, "You, I'll turn up the sound later. Sure. He goes, you didn't smell that stink, Krakowski? Like, this movie is so blurry. I can't tell if, it, if Jimmy Olsen has a cigarette in his mouth or his hand. Maybe. Yeah, it's so mushy. His sunglasses, I guess, in his hand. Yeah, I guess it's sunglasses. So what's really going on here is like doubt, reasonable doubt, like this story, like it doesn't, you know, you didn't smell that. Now, Jimmy Olsen's defending him going, what do all these things have to do with a vagrant living in his basement and killing the across the street neighbor? He goes, I have something to say, wise guy. And the cop is like, do you, did you ever see this vagrant yourself? And so Jimmy Olsen's like, no, but I believe Graham when he says he did. They do this throughout the film. Okay, this is just a security system set on a timer. So that the vagrant doesn't get in. When the sun goes down, the lights go up, and music is blaring like somebody's home. You see him there with his gun, and there's more like, I'm crazy kind of thing. And the right. vagrant is there trip. touching his gun. See this vagrant's hand? He never had a gun before. That gun was right. never introduced in the first act. Right. But the oh. thing is, yeah, see? Yeah. Puts it right to his. Nestle it right in there. A sick fuck. Uh-oh. But again, oh. the vagrant that time was a dream. So even though we did all see him as audience members in the real world, interacting with the girlfriend, getting arrested, now in the middle of the film, you'll think that Paxton having some sort of psychological journey and that's our movie it change it doesn't change its tone but it changes but we'll come back in the vagrant will be real again it's interesting this film well you know he it's grounded in the real life that there's a vagrant that goes into his house but then it's to drag out this movie or or the duration of the film is him losing his mind with this other fictitious version colleen camp shows up again yay I got your message about selling the house. Gate was open. Uh-oh. The whip bandits are in the house. Now she's going to get sexual again. Said, if you let me in, I'll talk to you about how eager I am. I'd like to come in and tell her how you much how much I'd like to handle your problem. Okay, so now we have a cuckoo crazy sex thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, a little romance. Break right, up this with movie. the pants on. This movie, like it's paper, th it's razor thin, right? Paper thin. I just said paper thin. It's not razor thin. You can't slice it with garlic, but it is paper thin. The plot. Um. 
what really had there's no real uh, evolution. You know he goes and is a vagrant. That's the situation, and it drives well, him crazy. Yeah, but he, we won't spend the movie in this house. Good. There are plot turns. Uh, the girlfriend's really gone. gone. Um, okay, so he wakes up, and where's Colleen Camp? Probably off to another movie. Uh, no, in her career, she's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you're married to the executive producer of blah, 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 film studio. No, that's not fair. She's she was very famous before that. Oh, she's married to an executive. Is it a Brooks film? Yeah. Um. No, it was. Here it is. Colleen Camp. <clears throat> Liner Sicario. Oh, the swinging cheerleaders. You know, I think it was. Uh, she. I read an interview with her recently. Paramount. Paramount Studios. Married to an executive of Paramount Studios. Oh, okay. Uh, her television debut was the Dean Martin Show in 65. She had a song on the Billboard charts one day since yesterday. So she started as a – she had a hit song. That's cool. Yeah. And then she did Playboy? Uh, no, I don't think she was – was she actually in Playboy as a no. playmate? Oh, no, I see what you're saying. She, in, the, in Apocalypse Now, that was – She played, was, yeah. I, I and she was in Meatballs. She was in Valley Girl. I don't Valley Girl, think Meatballs yeah. listed. Okay, now the SWAT team shows up. Now right. this took three days for them to shoot. They shot fifteen hundred bullets, <laughs> but on screen it's ten seconds to shoot at. Oh wow! Yeah, so this nine and a half million dollars of budget and a lot bullets ate up some of it. I know a lot of money is being spent in this film. And and why was there no box office return? It's so strange. Well, first off, it was eight movie houses when it came out, so it's definitely aimed for video release, you know, or it just was this film that. So obviously, it was not going to make nine story. million dollars. There's a story. There's got to be. They dumped it and then they released it on video. I guess you're right, but the thing is, usually. Box office stats include video and DVD sales, rentals, you know. Right. Okay, all this, 1,500 bullets are being shot. It's 10 seconds of screen time. Pew, 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 pew. But it doesn't look anything different. You know, they other think than... he's the murderer. So here comes Ironside again. I love how they shoot 1,500 bullets get his attention. Right. Now that I got your attention and you're safe and sound, right. you I came here to talk to you alive about this. Did he piss his pants? No. Man, it's, it's, <laughs> it's copy. Terrible copy. Now, Colleen Camp, they've now discovered, was murdered. Found in the same dumpster as the lady across the street. I'm not sure about that. But she was found in a dumpster close by. Dumpster Jason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was they, the other dumpster. Right. It wasn't the SQ. Right. It was the Adwat. So they think he's the murderer. And he's like, no, the vagrant was here. He gave me this note. And we just saw the note a minute ago. It was written in blood. But now it'll be empty. Look how funny Ironside is. 
Oh, Watch yeah, him. holding the gun, no less. Hey, look at this. He drops it. He's so funny. You think I'm an idiot. Because there's <laughs> nothing on it. Now, Mike, remember before, it's like, is the vagrant real? Is he not real? Krakowski read that note written in blood. We saw it as viewers. You know, as said, I adore you. And now it's blank. So what's the director writer doing here? Is Whoa, he real? This? Is he not real? This is Colleen Campbell. I know it's gross. I mean, like this was one of her prouder moments, though. No, I mean it seems great. I mean, none of people make movies like this all the time. I mean, fucking no one. There's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Tell us, tell. Is now arrested for the murders of the woman across the street and Colleen Campbell. You think it's ironic that uh, 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 the guy from Daily Planet wasn't that Jimmy Olsen wasn't taking any pictures in the corridor? Yeah, that's right. That's his job. I mean, uh, because um, darn, my jokes are so great. <laughs> Who was the Who's the Peter Parker's one? Oh, that was the Bugle, right? Daily Bugle. That's the New York paper. Yeah, I would have said, Stage Jonah Jameson is going to kill Jimmy Olsen for... Ah, it's too late. Okay, so now we're in court, and uh, Krakowski's lawyer is just blown away at how good the other lawyer is. That's funny. (laughs) Right? That's funny. Yeah. And then they're going to put his mother on the stand. And, like, say, did he break this person's arm in 1963? You know, but they were like kids, you know. She goes, yes. No further questions. And that's going to freak her out. Now she's going to have a heart attack. And right till she hits the floor, Mike, it looks like it hurts so much. She hits herself right on the fucking floor. Watch. She's going to have a heart attack. Heart attack? Now watch her hit. Ow! Oh, Oh, man. That's good. You can hear it. Yeah. You know what happened? That that crack you heard is because Paxton stepped on a crack. But yeah, you broke your mother's back. Now we'll have it again. It'll be another news story in which we see the body. Okay, <laughs> poor, but no news now, story. There's never. Me. I've never seen this on a news. Anyway, it's a it's a farce. Okay, here we go. Feet's up. Is there a tag on this pill? At least there's no tag. But the mom will fall off the couch. Watch Phil Paxton's face when the mother falls out. Sure. <laughs> right down the stairs. Here's a live news broadcast. <laughs> Wait, look at Phil Paxton's face. I mean, this is Oscar-winning performance. Sure. Yeah, what happened? How come no one... No expression. Okay, now, the internet brags about the funny fact that there's a wanted poster for the vagrant over the shoulder of the other cop, but our our thing is so bad you can't see it. I tried to. Oh yeah. Top left. Okay, I see wanted. Yeah, I can't read. Oh, right there. Now I know. It's supposed to be. I don't know though. I freeze framed. I took a screenshot. I put it in Microsoft Word and increased it to like four hundred. Yeah, Jeez, that's I, that's research, man. You can't read it. Oh, do not drink that border bottle. That is not Gator. That's not lemonade. Now remember that somebody clipped his glasses. Well, the vagrant's got his glasses, and he's laughing like it's a victory. 
So the he so the real life vagrant stopped when Paxton was done and asleep. They had sex. It was great. He goes to sleep. Vagrant comes in, kills her, dismembers her, yes, puts right. all her body parts into the kitchen, disposes of all the blood. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like a regular kitchen except for the, the except for the, the fridge. Except for the fridge. Now look, they acquitted him. They acquitted him. His mother died on the stand. And they're like, let's let this poor boy go. So the right. jury acquitted him. So now he's on the run. He doesn't live anymore at that house behind him. Oh, good. We're out of here. And he's just driving. Now, this is still Arizona, and it's still Phoenix. But, like, in our movie world, he drove right. a long, long way. Maybe So instead of going 10 miles, he went, he, drew, he went 150 miles. Right. Oh, you're here in outer Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those mid-city boys. I got to tell you, I went to Phoenix, and it's a dust bowl. It's super hot. It uh, depends on the time of year, of course. Uh, the rest of Arizona was beautiful, but, yeah. but Phoenix itself was really gross. It was. I think I've been to Phoenix. I like Phoenix. I've been to Arizona. Arizona was wonderful, and I'm not Phoenix didn't. Suck. I'm just saying it was dusty. Okay, now this is X-Ray, who is blind. Unfortunately, in real life, he'll have a stroke before the movie comes out and dies. Wow. Isn't that great? Did they put him in memory of at the end? Nope, nope, because that's, this that's... thing was shot and in the can and going to release. That's when he Okay, so Bill Paxton's like, excuse me, sir, but I saw a sign that you're looking for a hotel, a motel manager, and I would like to – this is X-Ray's way of saying, don't fuck with me because I'm blind doesn't mean I'm not going to kill you. <coughs> he just happened to have the gun lying around, Carl, as yeah. one does. Uh-huh. So right. anyway – he gets the job. She's like, what are you running from? I'm running. Is it a woman? He goes, yes, yes, it's a woman. He goes, ha, ha, I knew it, I knew it. You know, and now they're going to be friends, and he's going to get the job. And this is his new life in this trailer park being the manager of a motel. I guess you need a gun working at a motel, you know. So you can't even see it's a dog because it's <laughs> so bad, but that's a dog. It's no. A it's a giant slug. <laughs> so our movie now no longer takes place at the house at all right. for the rest of the film. But the vagrant's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has moved now to a new life. And how would the vagrant show but the vagrant? This is like day one, and then we're going to see some – Stuff about it, and then poof, it'll be like day 90. Oh, uh, there you go. Nice cot to sit on. Remember, he was in that corporate world and everything. Now look at him. Oh. Fun. It's a memory box. I think this is the book that he saw in the beginning. Right on the top of the toilet. Yeah. So, ah, he hit his head. Uh-oh. Who is it? Hi. Hi. I'm a fat girl who is obtainable. This is 
Patrika Darbo. And you've seen her in a million things, even though she's not exactly famous. She did soap operas, but she was in Fruit Beverly Hills, The Burbs, Space Invaders, Gremlins 2. She was in a million things. Babe, House Arrest, Speed 2, Cruise Control. I mean, she's one of those character actors who's been in everything. And uh, during that time period, she's perfect for those roles. I mean, like, I, 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 I could... Knowing that she's in them, I could probably guess where she is. Today she's in soap operas. Okay, 2021, The Young and the Restless, five episodes. 2019 to 2020, Days of Our Lives, Last Flash, Reunion, three episodes, TV miniseries. Nice. He was in The Bold and the Beautiful for 74 episodes from 2017 to 2018. So as an older person, an aging actress, she's found a niche for herself. And okay. she, in 2000, she won an Emmy for Days of Our Lives. Okay, so okay, so now the woman brought over a cake and did all sorts of stereotypical I'm a chubby person stuff. And uh, Okay, he's dreaming again. But basically, she's now wrangled herself into his life, and she's going to put the period on the end of the sentence in a minute. <laughs> so once again, he has the same old dream. Yeah, same dream. That never gets old. That's why I was laughing. With his head. This is total home alone. The world is right. The internet is right, girl. How is it home alone? Uh, someone gets hit in the head with a with a paint can that's happening. Why? No, 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 no. That was a trap, right? That was an intentional. But, the, the, but, you know, have you ever hit your head on a uh, paint can type okay, of string? Okay, let me ask you this. He just hit his Painful. head. Is he in his home? Is he in his home? He just hit but his head. Is he if, in his if home? If it hits your back of your head, you'd be like, I have a concussion and I need to lie down. Things are getting heavy. Right? But in Home Alone, it's just like they're slapstick and they don't get I hurt. I see your point. Oh, look at it. He finally gets into it. Okay. He thinks that he's a murderer and he's crazy. And he just had a dream about the vagrant. He thought he got away from that life, but it's followed him. So he's he's like, help me. Just chain me up here. Now, he is going to be a very nice, nice neighbor, Mike. And oh, she is will, he a good, good neighbor? I mean, he's handcuffed. Uh-huh. And she's now, I know kids make fun of me because I'm heavy. And I stay inside and watch TV all day, and I cook, and I eat, and sometimes I drink. But let me just turn it down. All right. YouTube is great. It's Duncock. That was Bill Pullman's cock. What's that? They used Bill Pullman's cock in that scene. <laughs> so yeah even though it wasn't at night the rooster the rooster crowed so anyway now it's like days you know it's like six months later or something and he's uh -huh. a motel manager and he's basically common-law wife with uh chubby gosh i'm being so mean to her the character's well, name is Dottie. okay and um Basically, we're just getting a setup for it's another normal and everything's great in his life. And who should come and fuck it up but 
the Vega. The va, uh, the va Grant. VA Grant? In France, it was released as the Va Grand. Was it released? How many French theaters? Eight? No, it how was many released Franks? in Huit. It was released in Huit Cinema, which is a theater. Welcome to uh, uh, Czechoslovakian history, film history. <laughs> we have another classic. Featuring a great line in Now, what can All I right. what I tell you about this film? I told you I, about I'm the just, director. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and so we can wrap up this film. Honestly. Oh, yeah? You're already done? No, I'm not done. I'm just waiting. Okay. I'm not waiting for the end. No, I'm waiting for something to happen. Yet. Okay. We're middle second. No, we're late into the second act. We will get right. to our third act very soon. We're progressing along, but it's we're not, not into where we're at. We're more of uh, uh, hour four. There's 20, 31 minutes left or something. We got to have our act three very soon. We're deep into act two, sure. and you'll get out of it. When um, you saw the, when you saw Lady in the Van, right? That movie's yeah. text was like a battle of the classes and just, you know, uh, a friendship that builds and this, this woman yeah. as herself, you know, like it had a lot of layers to it. And it, it yeah. was, it was based on like, uh, you know, the farce and the satire came from, you know, this rich guy and this woman living in his house, outside uh-huh. his house in a van. And uh, this movie is more, I don't know. I don't know. Why, do you, why are you talking about that movie? Because it was about a vagrant who lived in this guy's house. He parked her van in his driveway and would live there. What a stretch. These are practically the same films. It is. Well, I, I said it before okay. I even seen this film, so obviously I'm wrong. No, no. This film goes it. very differently. Right, because we're about to see X-Ray get murdered, okay? So, yeah, this isn't like the woman in the van. Right. Look at him sniffing his linens. Ah, life is good. And now he's gonna about to get, like, an axe in the chest. Do they have any guests at this hotel? None that we see in the film, but, but yes, you... it's very... Look... See the blood on his hands? Yeah. Oh, it looks like toast. And look, got... there, there's a meat cleaver. So is it that in his head, or is it real? Well, it's, we'll have to wait to see if he wakes up or not. So now he comes out, and he says, X-ray. Okay, well, I'll just tell you that he's not right. going to wake up. But the thing is that in this scene, everyone will confront him like he's the murderer. What did you do? I mean, the axe is... But he's like, yeah. I didn't do it. It was him. But then he's like, maybe I did do it. No, Jerry, no. You're a no. madman. I'm not the madman. Get back. Get back. I'm not a madman. There's man. a hotel guest. He's swinging the cleaver. Well, I guess it isn't motel. I'm wrong. It's like trailer park manager. Yeah. No, he pulls out the gun that X-Ray had. Oh, hey, that's the rifle from before. No. He took it. Well, actually, maybe in the film, in the real world, it is the rifle from before. You know, remember when you had a rifle and you moved away and you lived in the trailer park? Yeah. Remember leaving the rifle at your house? Right, I would always have to rifle around for it. (laughs) Okay, so now, 
that chapter of his life in our movie is done, and we're heading into Act 3 literally as he drives down. And basically, this is going to be another psychological torment moment. He's starting to fall asleep. He's swerving away from the car. He's visualizing the old lady. Look, she's got no fingers, see? Yes. And now Colleen Camp with her cut neck will say, there's a house up here, Mr. Krakowski, we should take a look at. It's a two-bedroom, blah, blah, blah. Getting attacked by a Muppet. You see her. Yeah. And look how the director pushed her eye to it with her gross hand, you know, touching it. Okay, so we just saw a vision, right? We know the vagrant's there in the real world, but he's also kind of not. Now, here is the vagrant. Was he in the back seat the whole time? He's for real. I don't know. Is it in Krakowski's head? Is he really for real? You're right. Because you know the other ones were not for realsies. Look at the flipping. Whoa. Flipping. Okay. This is all practical effects, folks. Practical don't worry. Effects. As long as the car lands on the tires, everyone's okay. Yeah. I gotta have my dad's car back by eight. Oh, yeah, dude, about your dad's car. <laughs> We're doing this film, right? And we have a deadline, okay? So we can't get another car, so. Yeah. Okay, okay so well, now I... like, now where the fuck am I? Yeah, honestly, what happened? Oh, he's still in the car. Okay. In re for real or for fake, this vagrant, oh. and we'll find out that it's real, was behind him and put his arms around him, and he rolled off the road, and he's now landed at this, like, gas station diner. Parking lot. This, land, this car landed right in the parking lot. Yeah, like like uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. He'll, like, you know, end up right in the motel. You know, he's about to yeah. crash. The okay, you can borrow my car, but I'm going to... Who should come through into the diner... But Michael Ironside, you know, the two cops who have been yeah. pursuing Krakowski, who's now on the run. The thing is, he was exonerated, right? So Krakowski's doing this. I mean, Michael Ironside is, he's not there for, like, official reasons, see? They let Krakowski go, and he's like, this guy's a murderer. He's not getting off the hook. So now... As if he didn't roll down the hill, he's just gassing up his car. Now look how fucked up he is. I mean, like he's all bent over and he's straining his joints and his fingers. Weird. Now, he looks into the back seat and what does he see? The vagrant's possessions. Okay. He will find a scrapbook, and when he goes through it, our plot will be revealed to us that this okay. guy, the vagrant, is a social scientist who was disgraced for his awful experiments, and Bill Paxton is just an experiment of his. Oh. Big reveal. Yeah, this is called the Krakowski file. Professor dismissed. They, they didn't they, understand. Oh no, I, I read it. Charges against the doctor. I. They couldn't make it stick. He got scot free. Back then, they didn't have the internet. Krakowski. They didn't have the internet back then. You had to get the newspaper clipping, paste it in a scrapbook, and then write your, your comment. 
Yeah, exactly. But it really is, you know, what else can you do? Murderer arrested. Yeah, um, that's Colleen Camp. Colleen Camp dies. Yeah. So basically, he's now discovered that he is like some sort of social experiment. And look, he's got multiple copies of that book. Which we never read. Did he even read the book? I think that's him. You see his picture there as the author. We never read the book, but we find it. There's a vagrant! Okay, so are they going to have a face-to-face? Not yet, but yes, that's coming. Instead, he decides to burn his own possessions and Krakowski's the car. car. That car flipped several times and landed in a parking lot next to a gas station. He puts gas in it, ready to go, and then this yeah. fucker burns it? Yeah. Unbelievable. He's got his heart dead set on destroying that car. Now look, you know he's gassing up his car while this fire is going. Okay, so he's going into this weird thing called Lost Souls Mine. It's like some tourist attraction. Watch, he, Ironside's thumb gets hurt. Ow! Ah. So they're like, ma'am, we're looking for this car, this station wagon, blue, whatever. She goes, you mean like the one burning outside? <laughs> they're like, holy shit, Krakowski! Now, wow. remember I always say the explosion's too big? It's right. not. It was a gas station. It's not too big. But wouldn't they be a, the glass would break in the restaurant or would yes. it smoke? Yes. Okay, oh, now oh. Bill Paxton's turned it around. He's not scared anymore. He's going to fucking kill this fucking vagrant. His He's not on the run a... anymore. He's doing the chasing. Now, we're going to get to the scene now where it's sort of like where the master villain unleashes his plan. He's going to be like, you were a boring fuck before I came along. Now you're interesting. I'll turn it on when it's on. All right. He kills people, though. Yes, as a part of a social experiment. (laughs) If I knew that earlier, I might be more interested in this film because it'll at least be something more than just this, am I going nuts? Yeah, like open with that guy getting fired. Or just like midway to the movie reveal. 25 minutes into the movie. How about that? 25 okay. minutes into the movie All you right. reveal it. Then you're, yeah, now now you want to see how it, ha- like how it de- unfolds. Yeah, cat and mouse. This right. guy is, yeah. Just like Home Alone. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what the internet says. Well, that's because of the poster. That's yeah. why they said that. 49er. I got a thick uh, uh, bone with you. Ugh. Yeah, uh, walk by the burning car. Right, yeah. In all Ugh. seriousness, really on that set, it must have, you know, that black smoke. Must have that been black really smoke. Cool. But I doubt that was really Michael Ironside. I'm sure it was some stunt guy. It might have been him. They just do it in one shot. Now, Michael, when the fumes are high. (laughs) Okay, now I'm not your guinea pig anymore. Are you listening to me? And now we're going to get the big confrontation scene. And I'll turn it on. Your theories aren't worth a damn. 
is really in Phoenix probably is some real local attraction. Right, yeah, and it must have been like a gas station that had a roadside attraction like that. Look at the iguana fell on him. You can't see it very well from the blotchiness of the print, <laughs> but... It's Stacey uh, Keach from uh, Nice Dreams. Right, which was earlier, so that makes sense time-wise. Finally. Yeah, you have a nice... This is like... Uh, the, the... the segment's a little long. It's kind of time-killy, but... Well, Lady of Shanghai, right, where they, they go through the funhouse at the end uh, in Playland in San Francisco. They they go to an amusement park. It's the ending, the climax in the amusement park. Did I see it? Lady of Shanghai? Yeah. Yeah, what it's year a great... or you don't know? Uh, 30s? 1930s. Or 40s. Or 40s, okay. Okay, so another now, Ironside and Bad Cop. Somehow figured out he's in the well of uh, the something of souls. What was it? the mine of souls? Lost souls. Mine of lost souls. I never figured out through my watching how it is they saw him go in there. They never did. But anyway, they follow him in somehow. They're making a racket in there. It's the only other place next door. That's true. Jesus, they have like six Coke machines inside this mine. <laughs> it's always get the thirsty. same Coke machine we walk past. Yeah, we saw it from a different angle. No, it was a different logo. Okay. No Coke Pepsi. Hi. Exit through the uh, gift shop. Yeah, exit through the gift shop because we're going to try to sell you pickaxes. <laughs> right? Made of plastic and fake Pizza locks. Bumper stickers. Jerky. All I got was this lousy pizza. <laughs> Turn around. Come on, let's go, film. Let's get to I the. I know, list. really. Yeah. All right, well, let me pitch this because he, I'm going to say. He looks to the left. He looks to the right. He's looking to the left again. But he's creeping tall again. It's tension. When will this film end? Yeah, I, I could do with a little nine chin. Just a little less tension here. Yeah, a little uh, Grind your gears, isn't it, Carl? <laughs> Look at Oh, no, it's the Rube Goldberg machine like we saw in the first half of the movie. Just like... Ah, okay. Here we go. Confrontation. Vagrant versus Paxton. Go, fight. Weird, weird. Yeah. What's a soul mine? I don't get it. Boring friends, boring job, boring clothes, boring little bitch friends. He's freedom. He's going to get arrested. I made you interesting. I made you, you know, you own your own life now. They don't own you. You're a celebrity for murdering people. Oh, I saw this in Ringling Brothers. A big confrontation. He's just going to kill him then. It's a lousy science experiment where you kill your subject matter at the end. Well, I guess the, the creation is killed by the, 
the creation kills the creator. Right. Then the murderer becomes the murderer. But is he dead, Mike? Right? You know this film. I, I don't know if the chokey became the choker. Look at my webbed hands. Thank you, Prince. Yeah, I did this scene. Uh, there's an actor. It's like a karaoke for acting. And uh -huh. it, we call it chokey I did that scene. You did the choking scene, that yeah, yeah, yeah. The other <laughs> famous choking scene is in the drug juice from Fishburgers. Fishburgers available on YouTube. Me to death. Yeah. Why do you have a look in your eye? Like you're gonna kill me. <laughs> I drank. I drank the drug juice. So now Michael Ironside thinks that this guy's a murderer. So he's like, "Run away! Why should I run away? So I can shoot you." What doesn't make sense, though, Mike, is he was exonerated. But what about the mur murderers? Uh, yeah. They let him out of court. He was only exonerated because his mom died of a heart Iron attack. Just before Ironside kills him, he gets stabbed in the heart by the vagrant. Oh, right through. I was wrong. Final last words. <laughs> oh, he shoots his guns while he's at it. Yeah, you know, it's a movie. I still love that they shoot 1,500 bullets at him and then only to get his attention just so he can talk to them. <laughs> Oop. No, not a Polaroid. Okay, ah. so he did take a Polaroid, okay? And that Polaroid shows the vagrant murdering him. That will pay off very shortly. <laughs> oh, it'll pay highly. He's murdering him with a sword, uh, pole to his Let's uh, body. Oh, we don't have to listen. They're already done. They just go yeah. get a little confrontation. And now he's like, who killed him? And they both go, he did. I can't tell each other apart. You're the vagrant. I'm the vagrant. He's the fake. Yeah. Look at this photo. Taking a long time. So you know how you had to wait for the Polaroids to develop? Yeah. Yeah, so he's waiting. You don't shake it. He doesn't shake it. So now wow. it's clear. And look, remember he died a minute ago. Now he's back to life. Now he's get he now he has oh. to have really died now. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. And he did get stabbed, shot, fallen off a balcony into a cacti. I'm mad at this movie for this because now the vagrant's dead. And thank you. That's it. Oh. You know? That's yeah. it. He's dead. He should he should have he should go to prison at the end. That's how it should end. Yeah, it should be like your experiment didn't work, Professor. You should get humiliated. But no, now the movie is essentially over, and we're going to have like ten minutes of unneeded epilogue. Well, okay, so I'm going to pitch you my version during this ten minutes of needless okay. epilogue. Okay. So he becomes the uh, scientist. Right? Okay, so okay. 25 minutes in the movie, it's revealed what the, the trick is. It's this yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy guy, a uh, disgraced professor Social using him as a human experiment uh, uh, while killing people. So he finally gets his, uh, finally th kills him in the funhouse, not on a fucking cactus, right? Okay. Or whatever. But, it, you know, that was pretty dramatic. And he but, earns that killing. He yeah. did it. But he also turns into the science. Here we are. Right. Yeah, I gotcha. Professor. To he continue his work. Like he finds his books in the burnt rubble. 
he has three jobs, right? That's the theme of him. He's a loser, Carl. I'm not, I'm not to anything. I'm a dreamer. I can't decide what I want to be. I'm working here, and now I'm working at the trailer at park. Trailer but now park. I'm a professor, and that's what I want to be. But it would be a cat and mouse game movie for sure. Like it would be more fun if I knew the vagrant was watching the vagrant fuck with him. Right. This film decided to make it like uh, a fear oh. thing, and then uh, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Okay, so he turns on the water, turns it off, but the drip will come back like used to haunt his life, and the movie tries to make that like I don't know deep and never run away from it. Yeah, you can run if you want, but you're always a drip. I'm not a drip. I'm a winner. Drip, drip. I'm not a drip. Drip, drip. Shut up. Okay. Thank you. Whoa. The vagrant. Oh my God, Carl! We did it. Let's dance to this great music. What'd you think of this movie, Carl? Um, I mostly liked it. Like you said, we saw a terrible cut, terrible copy. Shouldn't say cut, but print was terrible. But like you said, it was cinematography great. You know, it really was. It was well put together. And it had all its turning points. It followed all the movie roles until the weird ending, which didn't, you know, it was tacked on or something. I'm sure this guy would kick my ass, this Richard Wright, the guy, if he was here. You fuck you. You don't have a movie. I'm right for a living. But in my opinion, the ending didn't pay off the way it should (laughs) have. It was tacked on. So you, this little loser, says. Well, I mean, this was a psychological Phil Ryan to him, one man's psychosis. It was not what I would like to see, which is that I see both perspectives, or I, mm-hmm. I, there's a reveal, and then it's a cat and mouse thing. Uh-huh. And then he catches wind that it's an experiment, and then there's like, give me 15 more minutes of him using that against him. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think it would have been better, like two minds fighting each other, you know. Sherlock Paxton and Moriarty Vagrant fighting gotcha. each other, you know, going around the, the house as a, as and it's a, and I also would I would make it like a, a real satire or parody. Bring up, mm-hmm. you know, like classism, like there's a homeless man in your house that you bought. That's the movie, right? He's been there before. You can't yeah, get him it was out. His house and you've moved in. Right. So it would have been a you know, a little bit deeper. But that said the cinematography was great. The direction was really good. It was a little, yeah. I just felt the plot was a little thin. Like, you know, it was yeah. definitely, the music is cool too. And I would definitely, you know, I'm glad I watched it. I definitely yeah. wanted to see it. All right, let's see. Uh huh. Cannibal Yodel. Hadasica Polka, Imbo. You need country music. They're trying to t- tell you. Girl from Uganda instead of Indonesia. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Maybe this movie played a lot on cable. I I don't know. It it it. There's a story behind it, and I didn't do enough research. Well, being an MGM movie, it will it will float around. Yeah. All right. Well, the Vagrant. Thank you, Mel Brooks, maker of Loose Shoes. Dune. I think the story was uh, he wanted David Lynch to direct because he said you're a crazy guy. I read that in the Inside Oscars list. Uh huh. 
Okay, I'm so out. we should stop this video, right? This war on this. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So this is one of those weird things on YouTube where it like starts like the film will start again, not at the beginning, like in the middle. We're done. We're done. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and hit circle on my PlayStation 4 controller and end my YouTube experience. All right. Yeah. Look at this. Well, uh, I got my own circle. Nice. Yeah, we would love to see photos. Why don't you go ahead and send it to us uh, on our Discord channel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which or on the Mutiny Radio Discord channel. Yeah. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to uh, Venmo, and it's at Mutiny Radio. Uh, except no substitutions at Mutiny Radio. And just give a couple bucks, you know, uh, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast or our our YouTube pod, uh, video. You would see the whole movie, and you don't have to think up. All right, well, next week, Carl, I'm really excited. We're going to keep going. Are we discuss what we're going to do next week. And I, are we doing the public domain movies? I think we can. I think it's yeah. time. I think Wait, it's time. one more? There wasn't one more. I think it's time for public domain, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, every year since a couple of years ago during the Trump administration, the public domain law is back in effect. You know, no one noticed it, but it's now every year movies become in the public domain, and now movies from 1927 are in the public domain, and we wanted to celebrate it. Movies like Metropolis, which is over two hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, I think, Wings. It might be longer. Wings was the first Academy Award movie. A right. Movie to win I Best Picture. Uh, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, Denny Lane. They were really young back in that yeah. movie. They were negative 34 they, years old. Yeah, they thought they were old, right? Yeah. They thought, oh, we're in our 30s now. Well, you know, Thomas Hayden Church was great in that movie, Wings. Mm -hmm. Him and Stephen Weber just played off each other. Yeah, the pilots. Uh, I think yeah. It's a sitcom. Okay, let's walk away from this line of jokes. Okay, you don't want to talk about Wings, the TV show? So there was a lot of great movies in 1927. And Carl and I looked through a bunch of lists of films that we would like to watch uh, and celebrate. We're probably not going to play. Uh, and also, The Jazz Singer. We're not doing silent movies anymore. 27 started doing talkies. Okay, is that on YouTube? Have other people I don't, done not that? Yet. Not yet. Not I, yet. I think you have to rent and buy Jazz Singer. Okay, all right. Well. But we saw a Harold Lloyd film we wanted to do. Um. You you tell me what film we're doing because it's not in front of me. Uh, oh. I guess I could look up our text, but I don't I don't think it's in front of me either. To be honest with you, but that's the way. Mike, you just talked up what's our next our, our film next week, and I now thought... you're like, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> now here's your great Ukraine joke. Oh, um, yeah, that wasn't mine. That's a, called a meme. Uh, there's ghosts in the noonday sun. Oh, so, well, we can do that one. No, no, that's I'm sorry. That's that's for, I would like to do that movie later. To be honest with you. Okay. All uh, the film is the kid brother. Brother. Nineteen twenty-seven, of course. Yes. Let's see if we can find it on here. The kid brother, Ted Wilde, Harold Lloyd, nineteen twenty-seven complete film. I don't think we have a trailer, of course. Oh, uh, may I? Yes, you have a trailer. Let us. Okay, here we go. Do, 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 do. 
Nickelodeon Films, the OG Nickelodeon Films presents for only 1.2 cents. It's Harold Lloyd, our kid brother. Little placard. You know, those those trailers in the 20s, they would say, like, great thrills. (laughs) Starring Ted Wilde. Ted Wilde. Harold Lloyd. Well, and Drew uh, Barrymore. Why don't we do this? I, I don't even know if it's on. The Kid Brother is right here, the okay. old film. The channel, I mean, I don't know anything about this channel. I don't know if we like it or not. But this channel is... Well, we'll, we'll talk about it more next week. We're not actually watching the trailer, are we? I guess no. There is no trailer. It's the 20s. Yeah. Okay. All That'll right. Good. Yeah. The Sounds Kid good. Brother, We're 1927. And we'll, we'll talk more about public domain movies that are that are from the year that, and we will also dig up a, a, a really weird, obscure one. But we do like the fact that we get to watch Harold Lloyd, and you know, so we'll do it next week. All right, wow, that's exciting, Carl. Thank you so much. Thank you for the research. Thank you for being. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. I really yes, appreciate. Thank you. It. Thank you that you put me as a co-host. You called that's me last. Really an honor. I have to thank the other guests who canceled. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be here today. So thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for making me. The, the keep on choice. dancing. Keep on dancing. All right. Well, keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. We'll see you next week on LWA FLM OYT. Watch a full life movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegel and Carl. Boom, 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 Let's watch a full life movie on YouTube. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. 
streaming right now on mutiny radio.fm san francisco's own there's actually several one of many internet streaming radio stations from the beautiful <laughs> city of san francisco here in the mission district we are on every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time why don't you go on a sunday and listen to us live not live but it streams first or subscribe to our podcast at l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t we also have a YouTube channel, yeah, and you can find that at L W A F L M. Why do I smell toast? <laughs> o Y T. All right, so we the premise is we watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, the audience. You listen to our podcast and watch the video sound off at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay, today we will be watching Who's That Girl. Who's that girl? Nineteen eighty-seven. That's what you put. Madonna. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How can I find who's that girl on YouTube? Uh, you'll go it? to yeah. The channel that's hosting it is actually YouTube Movies and TV, and that's bad news for us because there will be ads if you're right. watching on YouTube. That's no problem. But if you're listening at home and you're syncing with us, so sorry. You're going to have to skip ad as soon as you can. We, we're, we're calling it. We're not very good poker players. We're laying it down on the table. This week's episode may not sync up exactly. There's going to be lag. Right now we're buffering. So just just bear with us. Enjoy the show this week. But next week we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to normal. How about that? Making promises I can't keep. Uh, well, right. You've never done it before. You can keep it. So I'm very excited. Normally we have a celebrity comedian do our countdown that launches into the movie. But actually, you know, let's let's back up. If you do want to watch it again, go to Who's That Girl, nineteen eighty seven on YouTube. You will find YouTube itself is hosting it as YouTube's movie and TV. Click the link, let that commercial play, and then when it plays, let it buffer, and then when it's done, hit pause. Move the timer to zero zero zero. That's so as much I... work. What a chore! If God, there's only something effort. to distract us while we did that. So. Um, we're really excited. We normally have a celebrity comedian do a countdown, and when they say go, all of us, audience and us, will hit play, and we'll watch the movie together in sync. Today, we have a different guest. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Andrew Smith. Yay! Andrew. So, oh, I, 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 I've never had an old 
motivation like that. <laughs> well, I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, Adam Spiegelman, a mutual friend, hooked us up here together. Right. Right. And I brought you on today. He, he uh, Adam got got me the um, uh, the um, the t the tape of uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones. Wow! Now yeah. that's a friend. That's a that's, friend. There's a friend. Yeah. Now you. And talk. I guess you worked with him on the View. Is that right? Yeah, on the View. Gotcha. Now the reason I have you on today is you are a co-author of the film that we're going to watch today called Who's That Girl. So that's now I'm going back to like 87, but earlier than that, of course, you wrote it. You wrote it with a guy named Ken Finkelman. And I'm wondering, did you know this was going to be a Madonna vehicle or were you just writing? No, something? no, no. no. You, wait, well, let, let's start at the beginning. Okay. I, I wrote a, a, a spec script, a spec script called Slammer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I and I and they sent it around, or my agent sent it around, and and Warner Brothers picked it up or something, and uh, they they were obviously looking for something for for Madonna, and uh, and but the first problem, the first problem was um, that um, her her boyfriend um, at the time, what's his name? John Penn. John Penn was in the Slammer. And so they they couldn't call it Slammer, so so all of a sudden she didn't want to call it Slammer because she thought it was it would reflect badly on um, on uh, uh, Sean. Sean, yeah. And uh, then um, so she, and then she had a new a new record coming out or a new song called Who Who's That Girl? So that's how it got called Who Who's That Girl. So I, uh, I they, so I had my first meeting over there, and I remember the uh, Peter Goober. I guess it, it's who who I met with, um, uh, and he his first note was uh, to to change the um, the make of the car uh, that uh, the guy uh, you know drove from. Um, I think I had a BMW, and and he, and he wanted to to change. To, he insisted on a change to Mercedes. Gotcha. That's his first note. The first thing that's on his, his first mind. Note. That's his first. I'll never forget it. And I went, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I, I should have known that my days were numbered, because then they 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 promptly two things that they tried to do. My, my script slammer was a very simple script and it was a, a, um, about a guy who, who um, is, is working for a lawyer. He, he's a lawyer. Do, do, do you know, I mean, do you know the story? Well, I've seen the film, uh, so I know that story. I know sometimes the script does not, you know, the yeah. film doesn't. Well, the, the, the story I had was this, this guy, this elderly man, uh, very proper and 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 well to do. Um, uh, at one point, did a, a pro pro bono uh, job and defended uh, a, a woman. Uh, and but he didn't do a very good job, and she went to jail. Right. So so now she was getting out of jail. Her, her she had served her time, and she was getting out of jail. And he was afraid that she was going to cause trouble in, in his life. So. He, he assigned this kid who was working for him 
a junior lawyer, to go and pick up this gal and take her to the um, uh, the bus stop and put her on a bus and make sure she goes to, to personally. To, yeah, to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to 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 Toledo or wherever she was going to go. <laughs> okay. So, so that was, and then, you know, and, and then craziness ensues and so forth and so on. But when they got the, the script, Warner Brothers decided that that it was a, a romantic comedy. And, I mean, this is how Hollywood thinks, you know. They decided it was a romantic comedy, and, and the best romantic comedy was Bringing Up Baby. Ah, this is how the cougar shows up. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I remember when I when I went to see it, when, and I only saw it once. Mm -hmm. When I went went to see the film, I thought, "What the? What, what's going on here?" You know, I I, I didn't I didn't do anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they they promptly fired me and uh, on my own script. And so Ken Ken and uh, Finkelman and I never met. And uh, oh, that was going to be my question. Okay. And I, I, I don't know, but also Andy Borowitz, uh, not Andy Borowitz, uh, Andy Breck, Andy Breckman, uh -huh. uh, uh, who I wrote with on Saturday Night Live, also worked on the film. Okay. Which I, and which I, 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 anyway, and and he's a very broad guy, and and he and he's very funny, and and used to write for uh, 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 Letterman. And um, but I, I never met any of these guys and I never saw the film. And and then I remember at one point, and this is when I was still working on the film, still had a job. They said, um, uh, we, we, we want you to go see a film by the guy who's going to direct it. And the guy that was going to direct it, uh, I can't remember his his name, uh, Richie. Yeah. Or... It's um. Um, so sorry, uh, Foley, James Foley, who was James a friend Foley. of Tom Hanks. James Foley had, had directed a, a lot of her videos. Right, yeah. And so, and they said, well, go and see a film of, of, of that, his, his latest film, James Foley's latest film. Now, James Foley's latest film was horrific. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, what the hell? What? What's going on here? I mean, this is supposed to be. A, I'm. I thought I was doing a comedy, and, <laughs> and you know, Foley was into murder and yes. killing and dismembering and whatever. I don't know. So th that that I should have known then that uh, I, I and but and and again, I, I I got taken off the film because that's what Hollywood does. They always sure. say, you know, fire the writer, and uh, and they put on two two more writers. So that's it. So I guess that must have been at close range, which was the only thing he had done previously with Sean Penn in it. Yeah, yeah at, at at close range where they're shooting people in the face. I remember, I remember that they you know, I went, this is comedy. What you know? So the, there was trouble right from the start because Madonna insisted on uh, uh, Foley. Yeah, and, uh, and Foley is a good director, I guess. But but certainly not a comedy director, you know. No, he would go on to do Glengarry Glen Ross, and that's certainly no comedy. But it's it's yeah. a good film. 
and um, he would do, um, well, other films with big stars, but nothing really so striking. Now, you get a credit in the film, not just screenplay, but also story by. Well, that, that, that's sort of a guild thing, you know, uh, where they try to protect the original writer. And mm -hmm. since it was a spec, and uh, they, you know, they, they say, you know, we'll, we'll give you a story by and, and half the screenplay or whatever, you know. I mean, they, that, that's like a nice thing that the Guild does. They, they protect the original writer. Gotcha. You know. Now, when you went to see the film, it was very different from your script. Maybe story by isn't fair, even though it's on paper. What did they retain from the script? I mean, she's getting out of jail. Uh, this guy goes to pick her up. He's actually driving a Rolls Royce, right? Not a yeah, yeah, a Rolls Royce, right? Or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was Goober's number one note. <laughs> yeah. So what? Um, what? When you saw the film, what in the film did they retain from your original script, uh, and you were proud of? Well, you know, I'll I'll tell you the truth, and um, I actually tried to sell resell. Slammer again uh -huh. because so little had been used uh -huh. in the in the final film that I thought, oh, I I can sell this thing again. You know why not? You know, and uh, um, um, it, it, so I, I can't remember what they retained, but they didn't retain much. And and yeah, and, yeah. The, and the cougar and the thing and I and the and the debutantes and all that. Remember right. the. Debutantes? The debutantes. I, I didn't have any of that stuff. Gotcha. You know, it was anyway. It it was a, a disaster. Now, did a you personal disaster? A what? personal disaster, but a did you enjoy the film? Yeah, because because had it been a hit, of course I, I I'd be dining <laughs> out on it. You know, it certainly you know. was not a hit. Madonna does not really light up the screen. I mean, she was a big pop star, but she just. Really, the camera didn't like her. She's not, I don't know, maybe yeah. she's not so pretty. What did you think of the film, though? I, I thought it was a piece, I, I, what do you mean, can we speak? Uh, yes, it's, this I is thought it was a piece of shit. I, I thought, I mean, in, in all due respect to the other writers, I mean, it, it, it was a mishmash. It was, it, it was nothing. It, it didn't work. It did not work. And 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 slammer worked uh if they if they sure you know i mean they they they, they bought the they bought slammer for a reason and i made a lot of money on it i guess yeah, but but uh um uh, but it was it, it was awful and and on the, on the other hand like i said if it had been a hit it, it would have you know, I, I, I would <laughs> right. be all, all different. You know? We'd be having a very different interview. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was looking at your career and I was surprised you only won two Emmys. That's it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think I only, I think, I don't know. I was nominated all the time. And, Twelve and, times, but that's 10 losses. You only have two Emmys. Is that all? I, I guess I, I guess I do only have two 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 Emmys. I don't know. We were nominated, you know, because I was working for the View. Yes, right. You know, which is uh, trouble, and uh, and then they fired me from the View. You know, I've I've been fired from every job 
that I've ever had. That's great. In, in, That's a great. In, including who's that girl? I was fired from that. You know what a terrific track record. That's really yeah, and it's consistent. Now I want to let the audience know about something you do on Instagram, and I checked it out after talking with you. It's called the Morning Lines, yeah, and it's that's right. really clever. You take whatever's going on currently, and you just you sort of like do stand up. I mean, you you craft jokes out of it and give your view. Tell me 